0: yo 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 welcome to another edition of the geeky bros podcast i'm your boy tactics and this is big geek umar how you doing today bro i'm i'm good man i'm a little on the tired side but nonetheless i am still good we alive a lot to be grateful for how are you doing
1: i'm doing well i'm uh, uh, as you all can see i've had to shave my uh my seasonal beard uh, as i am currently speaking to you guys all from Colombia, just uh in a guest room hence why not having my usual bright light in my face showing how beautiful i am but uh i am glad that i'm still able to uh, partake and hopefully 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 we will also next week get our bro uh Darcy back and the Geeky Bros will be united once again.
0: Actually, I won't be here next week. I thought you were gonna say that. I know. You know me too well, man. You know me too well. Trying to get one over <laughs> well, on you. Oh well.
1: <laughs> but nonetheless, we are still a go. The show must go on. And so T, shall we jump into our first topic? Let's do it. All right. So uh there was a slew of geeky news that came out this past week. Uh, So much so that it feels like pre-SAG after a a (laughs) strike. Because we've gotten kind of used to not having a lot of news uh, come down the pipeline. But it was nice to get some like proper geeky news for a change. Two sets. uh, We're going to put it under one umbrella the star wars umbrella the, the uh, we got uh, two bits of star wars updates the first being that the mandalorian tv series while yes the season uh four is still planned to go ahead they're also planning to do a movie with the mandalorian and grogu so that is currently has like going into production this year with the understanding that season four will also happen. I thought it was going to be one or the other, to be honest. I didn't expect it to be both, but uh, I'm kind of interested to what you think, uh, T. Like we haven't gotten any news outside of that. All we've gotten is that the announcement. But T, I was just wondering, thoughts on, uh, would you go see, I know you're not a huge Star Wars fan, but you have watched the first couple seasons of Mandalorian. I have. Would, would you go see the movie? Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. I just don't know if it's necessary per se. I mean, like it, we have the TV series and it's been doing great so far. So it's like, why, why do a movie also? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. But that I mean, that's just me. I'm not I'm probably not the best guy to ask this question. Like like you said, I'm not a Star Wars fan. Like if you gave if you asked me if this was a question regarding like Batman and it's just like, oh, do you want to see a TV series and a movie? I'm like, oh yeah, 100 percent yes. So I guess there's some bias in that to some extent. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I've been enjoying the the TV series. I don't think I've watched the, the latest season. In its entirety yet so i have to go back and well actually i can't because i don't have disney plus so um they probably have a free trial coming up soon possibly yeah um yeah i mean i guess i guess i would check it out i mean mandalorian the tv series gave me enough to keep and pique my interest so yeah i'm i'm sure the movie will probably do the same now is this a mandalorian and grogu series together Uh, or are these separate
1: the story is about the two of them together. It will be a, the movie will be about the two of them. It will not be like all the Mandalorians get together sort of thing. It's as stated currently meant to be about the two of them.
0: And where exactly does this take place in the, within the TV series? Is this like in between? I would imagine this,
1: this would be around like, um, oh, how should I put this? It should be after season three of mm. the Mandalorian. So uh, it would be like, We have yet to hear more of it, but I believe it won't be. It can't be a prequel unless it's, yeah, it can't be a prequel unless it's like showing them. No, I can't because season one ended with the two of them. Well, he finds Grogu in season
0: one, so definitely can't be a Yeah,
1: and season two, at the end of season one, he gave Grogu away. Or no, that was the end of season two. Yeah, season two. Yeah, so... I mean, it could be somewhere between season one and two if they wanted to go back that way, but I, I think it makes more sense to go forward.
0: But that's like that's what I don't get in terms of the movie, though. It's like, I mean, how much how much story is there to tell about him and Grogu? Like, I feel it kind of sounds like a cash grab at this point. Like, I don't know what the purpose of this is. Exactly.
1: For anything at like the Mandalorian was always meant to be a cash grab but the interesting thing is it's one that actually worked because people are interested but you're right like technically speaking i know you haven't seen it but the way the season three ended you don't really need more of the mandalorian um but you could make more stuff if you wanted to, but it would just be. I I would prefer them to have a more like specific story and not one that was like kind of just like doing it a hell
0: of it. yeah. I mean, I feel like the Obi Wan movie, even though a lot of people didn't really like it, felt more necessary than I felt that
1: it was less necessary than than this. Yeah, actually, I do because we already like they had to invent a whole new middle section Mm -hmm. just and also they had to be very very careful what they did so that they didn't because like they really had just like a a singular small line Mm -hmm. and they couldn't go outside that this you could do whatever the hell you want you literally could tell
0: any story you could but like why though again like the emphasis on him and Grogu it's like For uh, what purpose is this really serving? Cuteness. Yeah. Again, money grab. Yes. Star Wars is inherently a money grab, which is unfortunate because it wasn't always like that. And this is the thing. Well, this is what happens when like properties get too big, Mm -hmm. and then you lose a lot of that originality and like that uh, that nuance, and then it just becomes like like we're saying now, like a cash grab. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't
1: I, we didn't expect to like uh, the Mandalorian as much as we did. That look, like, this came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It has started to go the way of Star Wars usually goes when it's like, like you're saying, like a cast grab that's just kind of like doing it for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. If they're doing a film that is very specific, that possibly could focus the minds and so therefore it just makes it a focused story on something that on something that we didn't realize we wanted until we got it if that makes sense
0: i mean sure i don't know man i don't know
1: well if, okay, it, let me put it this way. If I was going to see the movie and asked you to come with and you were free that day, would you say yes or would you be like, let me know what it, how it is and I'll get back to you?
0: I mean... I'll... Are you using your seeing points? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yes. <I'll> okay. Definitely... <laughs> <laughs> okay, because that changes things. Um, I, I guess I'll come for the popcorn. Okay. I mean, I like a good movie popcorn. Alright. And some MM points. Oh
1: man, I forgot about the scene points. All right, <laughs> all right. So uh all right, so we we have some uh potential for you to enjoy this uh Mandalorian film. Yeah. While we're still under the Star Wars blanket, let me t- give everyone like the next piece of news, which is a more like an anecdote at this point, because nothing has happened aside from the fact that it's now officially been stated that Ahsoka season two with Rosario Dawson as uh, Ahsoka Tano has been given a green light. And it will be going into production this uh, year as well. As much as I love Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano, as much as I love Ahsoka Tano as a character, the first season of this show was not for me. And I definitely could do without this now i knew it never was not going to happen but to be fair like i'm really hoping that dave filoni does a much much better job than he did with the first season because the first season was it had interesting points interesting aspects some really good fights but also it felt like a wasted opportunity and a really weirdly paced story like uh, let me put it this way t i'm not going to try to convince you to watch this because i had hard enough time watching it myself i had so many problems by the end of it that like i was watching it with my sister and she was like i I know you're upset but uh and but then near the end she was like yeah okay i can't really argue that Uh, Mm -hmm. or or i can't argue against this i was like thank you I, i feel vindicated
0: I mean, I feel like we say this a lot about a lot of the things that are coming out of Disney at present. Like MCU, which, of course, we're going to get into. Yes, but um, that will and, be a future topic. And then, you know, also with the, with Star Wars now, which uh, is kind of unfortunate because of both of these were, like, heavy hitters, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. Star Wars were, even even longer than that, right? So, they were the hitters. Yeah. So, it, I mean... What like? What do you think it is? Do you think it's like because there's so much excess of? Well, keeping on the top topic of Star Wars, do you think that there's just too much that we're being inundated with that it's kind of losing its flair over the years?
1: It's an interesting question. I would say for me personally, I find that okay. First of all, uh, on the on for the image you have on the furthest left and or. Mm-hmm. I think Andor is the best Star Wars property I've seen in decades. Interesting. Like like I know you're not going to enjoy it, but like this was a show that took nuance, took character development, took uh expanded universe like grounded storytelling mm-hmm. and brought it to Star Wars and did a phenomenal job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And for me, it was what I've been asking for. It's like yes, it's in a time period that we know, but it's telling fresh stories. It's good writing, good mm-hmm. stories. And also it was complete like I remember the the head uh, like the executive producer. he was told like when he was working on Rogue One, they gave him like a long sheet of things. It's like, don't do this. Mm-hmm. stay away from this. Don't do that. Don't like avoid these things. So he was like, "Okay, I want to do my uh, TV series. Let's see how this does." They gave him no notes. Hmm. He was—he had complete freedom because mm-hmm. it had nothing to like, aside from the fact that they had the Empire die in the end uh, by the end of the first season, like, which is a fairly obvious thing. It's like, "Don't, well, don't do that." Mm-hmm. But like, he had no notes, and so we got a fresh story with actual real acting, and really like profound moments. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, uh for a lot of Star Wars fans, they're like, yo, where's my space where where are the lightsabers? Where, mm-hmm. where where's the action? Uh like and granted like there was action and they were great when it happened, but the action wasn't the point. Mm-hmm. It actually was talking more about political intrigue, uh and and like human human the human element, which is mm-hmm. more Star Trek style. So uh, I I cool I, I loved Andor. Yeah. But to answer your question, I think what's happened is they're not – because Star Wars, the first original trilogy, was telling its own unique story. And then the prequels was like, okay, we have to reinforce that. And they did a bad job of it, but they had some good ideas. Mm -hmm. But they played it it fast and loose with the story, which was a stupid thing because it was the same person who wrote it. But the thing is they played they played it safe in terms of like the abilities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like they didn't, they stopped expanding. They just, you know, prepped what we know before. Then the sequel trilogy happened and it was kind of like, we have no idea what we're doing and we're going to just like go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, what the F are you doing? <laughs> and then Mandalorian came out and we went back to what what we liked. It was like action, cool storylines with like the Jedi and also some like Really interesting tie-ins to the original story, but now it feels like everyone is just trying to stay within this timeline. It's like you know you could do all this stuff before, like you could do the first Jedi versus Sith battles. No one's doing that, or now now they're saying they're going to give it a try, but but like you said, now people are kind of like, Ugh. but if you did it before, that would have been like, whoa, mm. and. They're not doing stuff in the future. Like, go in the future. Like, take some risks. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, we took risks and no one liked it. I'm like, okay, doing an origin story for solo is not taking a risk. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I think that Andor, for me, is kind of the way we want to go. But, and like, I mean, your favorite movie is The Matrix. Is anyone gonna say that th- that's not an action movie? And is anyone gonna say that there wasn't like profound like acting in there or like really good concepts in that? No. do that like just go in the future and have like i don't know cybernetic jedi or go into the past and have like a, a like a new jedi learned like from a distant planet being like caught in the jedi versus sith war mm.
0: do something man i i want to see you write something man like you always have all these like really cool ideas and stuff like for like current properties that are out right now it'd be interesting to see what your take would be on like like because you know how like when we did the um, we did a segment on that sim- very similar to that um where we were trying to write the batman villain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah it'd be interesting to yours was fucked up man i know i like to take it there salt <laughs> burn st- salt burn style bro I haven't
1: watched Saltburn, uh, but like, uh, like, given your description, I'm not sure if I want to. But for I those of you, you
0: who, I thought you were gonna watch it this week. It's
1: currently, it's currently in debate right
0: now. Mm, that's gonna be a heavy uh, rotation at, at your house, bro. <laughs> you, you uh, never know. You would, might get some ideas. <laughs>
1: uh, I, yo, if they let me do that, okay. Let me put it this way. If Rebel Moon didn't do such a great job on its own, mm. <laughs> that's like Zach. My like granted, Zack Snyder is not known for being a writer. He's known for being like a visual director. But for me, I would say that I would probably need your backup with Jedi if I if I was doing a Star Wars story with Jedi because your spirituality and your interest in spirituality and also your knowledge with like different forms of spirituality and also like the mechanics of the body that go with it mm-hmm. would be a wealth of directions on characterization
0: i mean i'd be open to it yeah yeah i'd definitely be open to it all right moving on to
1: our next piece of geeky news which is going to be us ripping into something that looks like it shouldn't be happening We got the first Madam Web from Sony Pictures uh, images. And oh, dear God. As you can tell from my reaction, I'm not a fan. I'm not, okay, first of all, I'm not a fan of the movie in and of itself. It shouldn't be made. It also shouldn't be made by Sony, who has a very long track record, minus a couple of films here and there, of not doing a great job with the Spider-Man properties, which they have. You also, everyone knows that I'm also not against all female cast member films. However, this looks like some CW shit. Mm -hmm. Also, Madam Web is supposed to be a multiversal character who eventually is meant to be part of a inter-universal battle with the Beyonder. What the hell is this? Also, Madam Web is supposed to be an elderly individual. I'm I'm not saying you can't like de-age people. Like when it came to Spider-Man, uh, like the, the, the homecoming uh, series, you will not hear me complain about Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. That will never happen. I don't care if they de-aged her into her forties. But this is a little too much. <laughs> In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so, and also, I, as a Spider-Man fan, have no idea who these three characters are. That's not a good sign for a Spider-Man property, if you don't know anything about, aside from, like, the main character. Who And T, okay, okay, I'm going to stop my rant for a second. T, what are your thoughts on how this looks? Let's leaving aside everything else. Do you agree that this looks stupid, or is that just me?
0: Are we talking the costume or the, the trailer? Like the entire, like what we've I'm seen say, so far.
1: I'm going to say the, the
0: costumes right now. Um, it, It's hard to tell from these images, but definitely in the trailer, from what we saw, the costumes look very cheesy. They look like they were put together by like a cosplayer. And um, that's not a shot at anyone who does cosplay. Yes, uh, like, I'm just saying that cosplay, like
1: we love the cosplay community but like y'all not having millions of dollars to your
0: yeah like this this is not the level this is not movie level quality here in terms of the costumes so yeah I don't know I mean what I will say in terms of the de- of de-aging this apparently as far as I understand is supposed to take place way before Peter Parker is even born So that, that's what I was told. Okay. Like Peter Parker is not, uh, like he's not active as Spider-Man at this point yet.
1: It can't be too much before because like it was relatively modern
0: day from the trailer. Modern day. Well, cause I know I like, I've heard that uncle Ben is apparently supposed to be in this and yeah peter hasn't been born yet okay so like so it's like just before he was born possibly yeah possibly just before like not it's not like years before he was born but uh like and i'm sure we're gonna get some sort of easter egg or something like that that's going to lead into spider-man she's probably going to end up becoming blind or something like that and then maybe there's a post-credit scene where she looks more like the comic accurate right. adam webb you know how they try to do. They try to like Yo. connect everything. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm not super interested in this. I mean, I'll probably end up checking it out out of just sheer curiosity. But I'm like, Sony has not really produced a good Spider-Man property in a very long time. In fact, they really the only thing they have under their belt is the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and. uh into the, the Spider Spider-Man. Yeah, sorry. And the amazing Spider Man.
1: Yes, I will say Into the Spider-Verse Across the Spider-Verse, their animated films are their only surviving grace right now. Right. Like unequivocally. Oh man, this looks even worse. I
0: just I just don't get it. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I mean, man, I'm with I was... you. I, I like I like it great that it's an all female cast. Yes. Uh you know on that alone i hope it does well but i i don't foresee that happening so it feels like it's being set up to fail to be honest well i think here's the thing sony because they had that joint they had that joint agreement with tom holland spider-man correct with uh, the mcu right yeah so i think ever since that popular that like that's like as soon as that started that's when i feel like sony had just kind of been like trying to like they basically shit the bed and they've just been trying to pump out as much like spider-man related properties as possible just to say oh people are now like they're interested in us again even though we can't really use spider-man in the capacity that we can't that we want to let's kind of do some like Uh, spider-man-esque type of thing uh, yeah and it's like it's just not working. Like, like oh. I said, if Craven, to kind of shift gears a little bit, but all relative, if Craven, yeah. based on the trailer, was not a Craven film, but just like a generic, like you know Jason Statham type movie, that was that's a pretty good trailer. But the fact that we have it, we have we know the association, and we're just like like this is just this is pointless. Why are yeah. we doing this? You know what I mean?
1: Pointless is the exact... Like, I can like I can get behind... But I, I get your point. I can get behind a Mandalorian film. But I can get behind your point. This is, like, so far on the other end of the spectrum for me, I'm just like, but why, though?
0: And this is another thing that's concerning, too, because it's like... I think we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago where I was asking, like... Um, something to the effect of are you guys less inclined nowadays to go to the movie, to go out and rush to see a movie and I, I for me personally that is the case because I, I like I know back in the day like people were super excited to go to the movies man like they couldn't wait right like they couldn't like it was the whole experience and everything and now I feel like movies just aren't delivering on the same quality as they once were. It legit feels like Chat GPT is writing a lot of these films and you're going, you're wasting your money and it's like, yeah, you want a good experience, but you also want a good movie to go with it. Right. And that's why like with like Fast X, like or like movies like that, I will go I will go and watch that in 4D. I'll pay the extra money because I want the experience because I know it's gonna be a bad shit show of a film. But at least if I'm like moving, it feels like a roller coaster and I'm immersed in this world, then that's worth it for me. But you can't do that with every movie.
1: No. And to your point, I will say that I think what people are getting tired of is not so much like – like well, I mean in leaving inflation out of it. We don't want to watch a film that A, doesn't make sense and B, doesn't like give us anything. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, well, you know, there's um, – Superhero fatigue. I don't think it's so much superhero fatigue as it is bad storytelling fatigue. Because, mm-hmm. and yes, I understand we had a writer strike for a long time, which means a lot of things were pushed back, a lot of things haven't been released. But the fact that we had Barbenheimer
0: mm-hmm. proved
1: that we could have people want, like people want to go to the movie theater. Yeah, they just need an excuse, a good excuse, and exactly. And we're not giving, and like we're not getting it.
0: Yeah cuz like yeah honestly like for the quality that we've been getting it's like if i'm going to go get dressed spend my hard earned cash on a lackluster film i feel like that it's almost a waste i might as well just wait until it comes out on streaming and just sit at home and watch it like and what do you like aside you from the you quality the what time. else is there yeah you know you know
1: beforehand it's lackluster and then you it's either disappointment or it's like slightly less lackluster
0: yeah and then you and, but but then you have the issue of like and I mean this is a rare occurrence but I feel like you know the way things are going that this might be more and more the case but like then you have good movies that should have been released in the theater that end up on streaming like Prey and you're like I would have watched this in the theater that would have been gorgeous in theaters yeah but it's like Gorgeous. It goes, it goes straight to streaming you're just like oh like co- like movies like this should go direct to streaming like you know yeah, like exactly. you know how back in the day the blockbuster days how they had direct to video like it, <laughs> this is what i feel like it should be like direct to streaming like and, straight up
1: yeah and like it's it, okay now uh, there is an element of us like uh missing the po- uh missing uh, an element where it's like a lot of the direct to uh streaming films were Female led like Black Widow, Prey, mm. and like, uh, and like, um, to, uh, I think it was like Tornado Red, which is like a, an animated one, but nonetheless, like these are all like female led stuff that were just being shoved into the streaming service. Granted, they're like, oh, it's the pandemic. I'm like,
0: bro, Black we Widow were... was so that what they did was so disrespectful because Black, Widow yeah. deserved to be in. I say what you will about that movie, like, I had a good time with it, I had a good time too. Like, that was a solid MCU film, yeah. And but like
1: this, this should go directly to like a streaming service. It even looks like it should go to direct to see 100%. 100%. Streaming service. And yes, you could say, oh, well, uh, we're just like, we're just like, it's too early, you can't tell. Let me ask you, T, do you disagree with my uh assessment that this looks CW?
0: I do not disagree, not one bit. I mean, okay, look, you know. Never- Uh, there's a lot of hardworking people that are behind this film. So you never want to sit here and be like, Oh, that that's going to be a bad film. You, we all, we, in a perfect world, we all want films to do well. We all want to be able to watch a film and say, I had a good time with that. That's unfortunately not the reality. I wish it was the case with this, but things aren't looking too good. And Sony's track record. (laughs) I mean, it, it speaks for itself so i don't know man i the thing is i'm just not interested in these characters like i don't know these characters and like as a comic book geek who actually loves
1: the spider-man franchise the fact that i don't know these characters is a little surprising like like but to be fair okay hold up Playing's devil's advocate Mm -hmm. guardians of the galaxy those that's like D-level characters being mm-hmm. given an entire movie themselves. So, fine, you can find the D-E level characters given their own movie. Sure, this don't
0: really have
1: that level of good lookingness as it did with Guardians of the Galaxy. I agree, and I agree. At, at the same time, we're get it, like if nothing else, like maybe give it to like directors we know can deliver. Now I will say that the director for um, Madam Webb isn't like an inherently bad director. She, Mm -hmm. um, uh, if I remember correctly, um, she has done some like British shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know she was, she did an episode of Dexter or a couple episodes of Dexter. Uh, I, if i i vaguely remember her doing something with heroes hmm. and like uh, like uh, other shows of that style I know she did um one of the um netflix Marvel series I can't remember which one
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know it was an iron fist so that would that, be a point <laughs> against her but like nonetheless she has directed episodes mm-hmm. of good for good series I don't know all of them but like she has done that so like but this is still like a big risk, in my opinion, to give to someone that is a relative unknown with a bunch of unknown characters. Mm-hmm. Like James Gunn wasn't incredibly unknown when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Like we didn't mm-hmm. know how good he was, but he wasn't like some random person. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping this goes down that route. But like, and like you said, Sony's track record is not good.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing to to play devil's advocate or or just kind of approaches from a more positive optimistic standpoint. Okay. Would you say that you there are there are certain bad movies that are kind of like your guilty pleasure where you're like it, it it's it's universally universally known to be a bad film but you just have a soft spot for it where you just it, you enjoy it you have a good time with it. I don't know because like um i was asked this question
1: uh like a couple months ago and Mm -hmm. i i haven't gotten back to the person because i i literally have to like look up bad movies that i enjoyed because i tend to avoid uh poorly yeah gotcha okay but like what you could say is like um nostalgic films like things from like the past yeah yeah that don't don't, hold up well (laughs) They don't hold up well Yeah, yeah yeah like okay here's an example batman
0: forever I thought you gonna say '89, bro. I thought you—I was gonna fly to Colombia and slap you, bro. No, Batman '89 <laughs> is not a bad film. Okay, okay, just as long as we're on the same page. Batman Forever, on the other hand. Yeah, that's a good example. It's a pretty so, bad film. I watched the shit out of that. Now,
1: again, mm. I was younger back then. I didn't know better. I, uh, I did know a little bit better, but like I still watched the crap out of that movie to the point that I—I I have that movie memorized. Mm-hmm. same thing with mortal combat mm-hmm. but again like that's like you and, and and like the predator movie like i still watch the predator movie mm-hmm. uh the, the original with arnold schwarzenegger even though it's just like testosterone incarnate yeah so like but the thing is that's nostalgic base like uh, can you call that a a uh, guilty pleasure if it's like nostalgic if you
0: grew up with it no but that i i the point i'm getting at is like so, like, so we watch those films, and I agree with you. I, I'm I'm in full agreement uh, in terms of Batman Forever. I share the same sentiment. Um, doesn't hold up well, but it's still just based off nostalgia. Like, you're like, okay, yeah, I I could sit through this movie most of it, you know. Um, and I feel like that's gonna be the case for a lot of like kids are like that were our age when we watched Batman Forever. Right, where it's like they're gonna watch this and gonna be like, they're gonna eat this shit up. And then later on in life when they're older, and then they and if they provided they do their homework and like like understand the lore of Batman or sorry of Spider-Man, yeah, then they're gonna be like, Oh, this this is actually not a good film. But there's a nostalgia <laughs> level there that I thoroughly enjoyed because of the experience. Because I'll be honest, as much of a Batman fan as I was back then, I didn't know. Ends and like, you, I mean, I know you're different, but like, for me, I didn't read the comics as a kid, right? So, right. I just knew based off of Batman '89, I was like, This is a dope character. And then, Batman Returns, we got it was a little bit darker, but I mean, I didn't care, I didn't really, didn't matter to me. Then, we got Batman Forever, and it was like strange seeing a different face of Bruce Wayne, but I'm like, Okay, I, I guess this is the, the same thing, Let, let's give it to I me. See, I, I see Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I ate that shit up and then didn't at the time, I didn't think it was a bad, a bad film. I didn't even know there was anything totally different. I just was like, so enamored by the fact that it was like Batman, more Batman. Yeah. Just more Batman. Give me more Batman. So I feel like that this could potentially be the same case for a lot of people or sorry, not a lot of people, a lot of kids that are watching it. And so...
1: I guess I'll be happy if a bunch of young girls have cosplay ideas that they can like now see happen. Um uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, or should I say sorry, not cosplay, costumes like Halloween costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Um
0: <clears throat> I... and to that point, look okay, look how bad the Batman franchise had to get before they actually did it right with oh, Batman, Christopher Robin. Nolan's thing, right? So yeah. Who's to say that maybe like they just like this is like history is just basically repeating itself in a different format with Sony? (laughs) Yeah, but the weird thing is Sony has done
1: no, hold on, Warner Brothers did some good Batman stuff and then they went downhill. You could say the same about Sony, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Uh, Spider
0: Man's turn now,
1: Uh, apparently. Moving on to our next topic, which does kind of fit within the, the realm of nostalgia, especially with stuff growing up. Now, I will say that this is where my expertise goes out and tactics flies high with all of his information and background now. So like
0: you're the best the... around. <laughs>
1: so the news that came out this week is that season six of Cobra Kai are is now happening. Like people, like they are filming season six as we speak it's back it's uh like it's like moving forward i believe this is the final season yeah and also uh what has also been uh talked about by um what's his name john hurwitz uh who's like the uh, the co-creator of the series is that we're going to see some uh nostalgic old faces to this current season uh and hopefully it is Hilary Swank.
0: It wait, is it confirmed?
1: Uh, let me okay. Let me read the tweet. Um, I can't promise the hawk or any Oscar winners in this photo. I will never give potential spoilers, but rest assured, we'll we'll have at least one character from the Karate Kid films return that hasn't yet appeared on Cobra Kai. Oh, uh, that's, and,
0: she's definitely coming.
1: And he has a picture with uh Mr. Miyagi, Hilary Swank, and a and a and a, a hawk.
0: Oh snap okay because she's the only one left she's the only one left that they haven't brought back obviously Mr Miyagi can't come back rest in peace but yes, she's peace. the only one left and and you know I guess Jaden Smith if it's if his universe is Canon with this which uh I, I guess it is because of the movie now
1: uh oh the the movie with the Jackie Chan and, yeah, Horowitz, and like working to working together or yeah Horwitz, uh my man on the left
0: yeah yeah. Ralph, so,
1: uh... Yeah. So, yeah. T, what are you? Since I have no knowledge of Cobra Kai, because I haven't watched a single episode, and I yeah. only watched the first Karate Kid way back in the day, and also the, the remake with Jaden Smith.
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts on this news? So, I'm excited for the news. Like, and I don't get excited by, for for much. But I'll... Okay, so here's what I'll say, because um, it's actually very convenient that we've been talking about nostalgia, because I don't know... If this is a good TV series, all I know is <laughs> I know I, I, I mean that wholeheartedly because all I know is I love this show because of the fact that I grew up on the Karate Kid. Like I. OK, so because I have that nostalgia, like it. So it, it the, the show is cheesy. It it, it it's. Borderline ridiculous, like it's like this. This would never happen in real life. Oh, like a lot of the stuff that happens in this show, you're you're like, where are the cops in this show? Like, y'all should be every one of every one of you should be arrested at this point. Season season two to like five shouldn't have happened because everyone (laughs) everyone would have been in jail. But like, (laughs) but they like they just go off the walls and they 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 for for the most part they don't take themselves seriously in this show, but. I just love it man i never thought i would because initially when i saw the trailer for the the first season and this is when it, it like when youtube was like uh doing their, their movies st- and tv streaming service or whatever so they were actually producing a lot of like um content and so yeah. this actually first aired on on the youtube originals and i thought it was a parody or like when, you know, when they do like cheesy, like nostalgic commercials, like yeah, like when they brought hard. back, uh, yeah, like the Ferris Bueller commercial, or whatever. I thought that's what it was. I'm like, this is not a real show. And then sure enough, it it was. So I checked out the first episode and I was like, ah, oh, this this is kind of cheesy, man. Corny and like the choreography is like really stale. But something about it, I was just like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the second episode a watch. And then a third episode. And then before long, I'm like binging the entire series. And it just kept getting progressively better and better each time because they kept bringing back new like uh like old faces. And I'm just like, damn man. So it's like if you're a fan of karate Kid and you've seen all all three plus the Hillary Swank one, then you're probably gonna love this show. If you haven't, then it's gonna be 50 50 that's intriguing that makes me almost want to check it out just to see it to give you that like perspective yeah i'd be interested in, as well because i like i personally i don't know if you'd be able to ride it ride it all the way through i don't know yeah i don't know either yeah i don't I like i don't know but for me i was i was digging it i was digging it and like like every at the end of every season they have like an epic like brawl of some sort. Like, like, I think in the first or second season, there was like a high school brawl with all the students, and like, sh- yeah, like shit literally just went crazy bananas, bro. And I was just like, Yo, what is happening? Where, where are the police? That's exactly I- like-,
1: like I now get what, what your question though, because, like, if a if an old school out brawl, bro, where were the
0: teachers, bro? <laughs> it's insane. Like, I almost just want you to Google, like, just to YouTube that scene. And you're like, yo, how did it get this bad? Like, how did it escalate like this? But uh, yeah, I mean, I love it, man. I'm excited for the movie. I'm excited for season six. I'm glad that they're end. It's a bittersweet thing that they're ending it, but like, I feel like it would overstay its welcome if they kept going. And like, because like, I feel like at this point, it's like, what what's really left for them to do unless they decide they want to do a spinoff, right? Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, like the fact that this whole series came about from like a, like kind of like a joke where it was like, because um, I, I don't know if you're familiar, I don't know, did you see the karate, the first Karate Kid movie? The
1: very first one, like okay, so it,
0: yeah. so at the end, so the way Daniel la russo wins the fight is a like based on the rules within the karate tournament yeah he actually lost he actually uh should have been disqualified because he he did an illegal kick apparently but right. the movie made it seem like oh like he was he won or whatever and so there was always this like budding joke for years where it was like um oh yeah it was an illegal kick da- uh daniel's actually the villain he's not the hero or whatever and then they even in in um how i met your mother that became a running joke as well because um, Barney was always like, yeah, my hero from The Karate Kid. And they were like, oh, you mean Ralph Daniel Russo? He's like, no. I mean Johnny Lawrence. He's the real hero of the story. <laughs> so it just became a progressively like run- this running gag. And then they made that into the that's show actually, and then built bro, on that. And so it was, uh, it was fascinating, that's, that's, man. That's cool. That's actually kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I I I love the series, man. I'm not going to lie.
1: All right. Well, yeah. Um...
0: Does Darcy watch this too? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I think Darcy would have the chances of Darcy liking it more so than you is a lot higher, but by I like a just small margin, like by a dick hair. Like it would be like <laughs> negligible. Like I, I, I don't foresee you guys sticking with this frac- Like unless you guys were like fans and you watched all of the all the older movies, I don't know, man. And right, I love well, it. I love the show. All right. Well, look, let's let me let's put this to
1: the audience. Um, for those of you uh, watching, if you haven't watched the original Karate Kid series and are and are watching Cobra Kai, what are your thoughts? Do you consider it to be a good uh, show, or do you consider it to be a guilty pleasure show? And then
0: hopefully we'll we'll get some discussion from that. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what like our audience thinks of the show. <laughs> yeah because I, I like I said, I honestly don't know if it's a good show. I just <laughs> I just like it because of the nostalgia factor. fair enough.
1: I will say that like based off what I've heard from other people and from you, they're at
0: least doing the nostalgia right. oh, yeah, it's it's perfectly done. Like the way that they do everything, this the way they set things up and they bring back old characters that were like villains in the old movies that become the heroes or like they work with da- Daniel. Like they bring back everybody, and it's just like, oh man! Like the and the the way that they intertwine into the story is really well done. It's like probably the best I've seen in terms of nostalgia in a long time. Damn. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. All right. Moving on to our first big discussion topic, which kind of connects to what we were talking about a little bit earlier on. So um, earlier this week, excuse me, Marvel Studios executives gave an interview and they were uh the the topic of the interview had to do with the problems the mcu has had and and let's say that it's debatable to what extent the problems have been but everyone will agree there have been problems so uh the What's resulted in this is that people were up until about like uh, Avengers Endgame and a Far From Home, most people were happy with the MCU, like consistently so. Uh, The Netflix uh, Marvel series shows were like with Daredevil was beloved, Jessica Jones was yes or no luke cage was kind of a yes or no and everyone fucking hated uh, iron fist mm. oh uh just a side note uh minus iron fist the other three have relative have been confirmed as being part of mcu canon now Officially. oh yes i i did hear that yeah yes so like the, you know i feel they could have done that a lot sooner but whatever so what the executive was saying is that uh mixed in with the global pandemic and uh there was a shift from movies to streaming uh and disney plus started like producing tons of content and as we have noted he officially has stated that there was a dip in quality because they needed to they focused on content over quality as a result they're now in the process of correcting the course as they put it like uh, they've started delaying a bunch of movies and TV series. And like, for example, like uh, the new captain America movie is apparently getting some like rewrites Uh, daredevil born again is like, like they're like rewriting the whole thing. Uh, So like, um, and also uh, they're trying to like the new series season, a series echo. I've only watched the first episode so far. I will say Echo is going in like the direction we would want it to, but it's not quite there. Uh, but given the fact that they're redoing Daredevil Born Again uh, in hopes of being on the same level of Echo and also the Netflix Netflix <laughs> series before that, which they've now canonized, I, I, I get uh, this. But anyway, so he admitted uh, that, uh, and I quote, we've learned a lot. We produced a lot of content very quickly, and we we're primarily a filmmaking company, so you can see that our first round of shows have a very movie-like structure. They arc out the the characters by the end, and it feels like a standalone limited series. Now, just taking that part in and of itself, I will agree they they were doing series the way like, and we've talked about this in the past. Uh-huh. They were making TV series the way they make movies, which. Makes, makes you wonder did anyone not give them this very obvious shift but to continue he says moving forward our content is going to feel a lot more like television it kind of drives towards the horizon drives towards the future and keeps people engaged for longer periods of time in the more leaned back sitting setting of your living room to set it apart, frankly, from the big cinematic event experiences in the movie theater. And finally, I think we've uh, conditioned the audience to expect that these films will be on streaming platforms relatively quickly and that the experience of assessing them and watching them in the home is better than it ever was. I'm not, so as someone who was mildly concerned with the way the MCU was going, but did recognize that there were some pearls along the way. I was noting that there was a lot of problems ha- happening. <clears throat> Tactics has very uh, vocally on multiple occasions, despite my uh, being able to prove that he actually liked a lot more movies in phase four than he likes to admit. You acknowledged it, and I ha- we have the receipts on our channel. <laughs> So nonetheless, t hearing this from this uh Marvel executive, Marvel Studios executive I should say. Does this make you feel any better or does it so actually make you feel worse?
0: So basically they're just like, yo, my bad. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we fucked up. Our bad. <laughs> um at this point I'm kind of like I'll I'll believe it when I see it. That being said, um there, I don't know if you sent this to me, and I just happened to stumble upon it on my TikTok without actually opening the inbox message yet. I, I'm, a, I'm gonna get to your messages. I promise. This is a I lot, you, bro. bro. I, I believe you. Um, but there was one of those, uh uh those TikTokers who was basically saying that, like, when you think about. Everything in hindsight regarding what we've gotten so far in the MCU, and you break it down, you know, we we think that like, with the exception of like, Phase Four, that the MCU has been like, giving us like nonstop bangers with like like you know, and have you seen this video? I have, or I've seen something like it. So, like, he did make a good point. Like, certain certain films that <clears throat> we thought, like, were, like, amazing were kind of like, oh, like, I oh, guess they weren't as good as we thought they were. I mean, I didn't agree with everything he said on, in terms of, like, the list breakdown. But for the most part, he was accurate. And, like, if you, it, like, what he was pointing out is that, like, rather than us thinking that Marvel was the whole time was like this, like an upward trajectory, it was kind of like, you know, Like a wave of up and downs. And so I would say our lows were never as bad as the lows
1: we've gotten in phase four, though.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Cause I mean, we had like one or two, Yeah. We had one or two misses in between. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't big misses, like
1: big misses. Yeah. But like, well, these
0: are big misses now. And and like, yes, we're
1: consistent business because, like, yeah, like to his point, he was saying like uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and um, Iron Man 2 were disappointments
0: i wouldn't say it for me i enjoyed age of ultron i know people weren't happy with it and the the trailer really hyped it up more so than than what we actually got so i can agree with that but i had a good time with age of ultron um i will agree iron man 2 is 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 definitely a big miss um yeah i mean what i think what i hope anyway and again, it's it, for me, I, where I stand now is I'll believe it when I see it. But I think they got a little overzealous with, like, the amount of content that they were putting out. And like you said, it was, like, quantity over quality at that point. And based on, like, what we've heard about in, like, in the background in terms of, like, how they've been treating a lot of their special effects artists and everything, like, putting them under the gun and, like, putting a, a lot of that added pressure on them obviously you're going to get a lot of shit quality because everything is so rushed, right? You're not taking your time with your, with your property. So I think they need to pull things back and really focus on going back to forming and establishing some quality and get us to be interested and and be, get excited for what's to come. Right. And maybe you don't need to advertise, don't advertise everything that's happening in the future. Like, I know yeah. people are excited and they, they want to know what's happening, but it's like you end up shooting yourself in the foot when there's one delays or cancellations.
1: Yeah. And, like, the whole Kang thing, like, I mean, the whole Jonathan Majors thing is a completely separate issue. But mm-hmm. they they basically, like, we found out about Thanos, like, realistically, like, officially confirmed
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the first Avengers film. For us, yeah. the first Avengers film was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, it was like, okay, Thanos. And we didn't get anything from Thanos until like well into phase two. And then we got it all in phase three. And what a phase it was. But it wasn't like this thing that was consistently built up always. It was always in the backdrop.
0: Yeah. And so another thing that really helped with that too is that – so they ended up using two different actors for Thanos. Because when we the the first actor that we got for Thanos in the first Avengers – was a different guy, I, can't remember, I don't remember what his name was, but um, it, it helps considering that Thanos was primarily CG, right? So they could show him, have him show up and then not really worry about the actor later on kind of thing, right? But like with Kang, the way that they did him with the human form and everything, it's like, well, you kind of shot yourself in the foot because of everything that's happening now. So I think some things they have to keep close to the chest you can allude to certain things, but, like, unless you know, like, you have a strong foundation and you solidified your plan, don't say shit to us. Yeah. Don't say yeah. anything. Uh I will say
1: that what this executive says, one part, like, makes me feel Better and also a bit worse. Because Darcy and I both agreed. And I'm not sure if you also agree with this too, and hopefully you'll let me know. What they should have done after Endgame was not go bigger. They needed mm-hmm. to go like they needed to go like down and start talking about how like individuals were dealing with the snap.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I agree. And showing
1: yeah, and showing how people were dealt were dealing with when the snap happened and also not, not dealing with the after effects. They've like teased on it in the series, but they haven't really gone into depth with it. Him talking about changing everything to t- television form, like I'm like, I don't think you need to do that. Also, like it, like good for you for choosing to do the television series as television series. I mean, I felt you should didn't need to have an entire phase worth of failures to, or disappointments to kind of like get you to realize that. But he didn't talk about the thing that I think is the bothers me the most. It's like, and that came like, loud and clear with uh, Secret Invasion and um, and the second um, Doctor Strange movies. You don't have people making the content that have watched or, like, known about the stuff that was done previously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, say what you want about people who enjoyed uh, the second Doctor Strange movie. They did Wanda dirty and completely anti- <laughs> against her character development in the first one. Like mm-hmm. that should never happen. You didn't watch Secret Invasion. I did. They basically undid everything good and cool and off and like interesting about Nick Fury. And the people who made the series never watched the MCU and never read the source material.
0: Mm.
1: <clears throat> so, like, how do you expect to make a show? that we're going to be behind when you're not like it's not like they're disrespecting the source material (laughs) or
0: what's come before they just it's completely against everything that we've seen well they also did that with uh taika watiti where we found out that he didn't even like thor as a character to begin with so it was like so you're telling me that like it, it just sounded like a sabotage job like he was literally just trying to like fuck around and just be like yeah i don't like this character but they're paying me money so i'm gonna do it however i want to do it
1: i can understand his perspective for the first one where it's like hey this is a serious guy with a shakespearean background let's make it funny fine i wasn't a fan of it but most of everybody else was so like that's why i allowed myself to be the minority in that one and be like fine Mm -hmm. the fact that he
0: doubled down afterwards i'm like bro no kidding like, come no on. kidding, but let me okay. Let me ask you this: Um, Do you think that shows like Invincible and The Boys and now Gen V? Do you think that it's making it harder for MCU properties to garner the success that they need? That's a great question. When they're being, when it seems they're seamlessly being overshadowed by these much darker shows like invincible and the other aforementioned
1: i will say that darker okay just a side note before i'm just going to preface my answer by saying darker and edgier and like nudity doesn't
0: make it better absolutely i agree
1: what invincible uh and, and also the boys and gen v are all doing great is they're paying homage to the source material, which inherently mm-hmm. is good. Mm-hmm. And they're modernizing it when, when it needs to be to make mm-hmm. it relatable. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you could say that, that, they're like making them political, but like, mm-hmm. to be honest, like literally all comics in some form or another are political. Yeah. Like look at the X-Men for crying out loud.
0: Yeah.
1: So you don't like, I'm just gonna say that you don't need to be edgier. You don't need to be darker for it to work now. Now, they are quality superhero stuff, Mm -hmm. not because of the darkness and edginess, because of how they're going about it, which is they're trying to tell a story. They're trying to make it relatable. They're trying to make it um, cool, but also, like, they're trying to make people think. Now, with the boys and Gen V, they're also trying to traumatize while while they're at it. Uh, Invincible... I mean, you could say, well, actually, no, sorry. Season one finale definitely was traumatizing for me. And the first episode, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like,
1: yeah. Both, yeah. Th- those hit hard. But it's not, it's making, it, I will agree, it is making Marvel have to work harder. Because now they are not the only quality out there. Before they had DCEU and Sony. Yeah. They were, they could do just borderline decent work and Mm -hmm. we'd be like yes this is this is a steak Mm -hmm. now like you know with uh invincible gen v and uh the boys we all started eating steaks regularly yeah and now they're they're like hey man like you know yeah um, my meat patty it's like yeah like like, granted we're not getting like burger king Mm
0: -hmm. but
1: like at the same time there's still a meat patty man yeah yeah. And the thing is, they're, they're, they're just trying to throw it at us. It's like, oh. look how affordable it is. Look how many of them you can have. Like, like You can buy them in Costco in bulk. It's like,
0: <laughs>
1: I think you missed the point. So and leaving aside uh, the contractual issues of not having their number one priorities, which is going to be our next topic, but you still have a lot of characters with a lot of history with a lot of characters, with a lot of like, 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 okay, you brought up Thor. Let's use that as an example. Thor is not an easy read. Not even comic books, not a lot. It's not like everyone read uh, Wolverine, mm-hmm. everyone read, read Spider Man, everyone read the X Men, Batman, Superman. Not everyone read the horror. Mm-hmm. But you can do Thor stories in relatable ways. Taika Waititi didn't do that with with the Eternals you for me like that was the Marvel experimenting but experimenting the right way it didn't entirely work but it also it didn't fail either despite what people say Mm -hmm. but those are the sorts of like tries like quality out there edgier ties where it's like okay hey we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go away from the mold, but we're gonna do it in like a respectful manner. There's mm-hmm. no one who could say that Eternals was done in a way that was just meant to like get like get people in seats. It was trying to
0: yeah. do its own thing. I agree. I just think that Marvel, as of late, have really been pulling their punches, and it, especially in comparison to um, like like Gen yeah Amazon like Gen V whatever like what they're doing right now. And I agree, like properties don't need to be dark and edgy to be of quality because like put it this way like all of those all of those shows on Amazon are super hyper violent and yes that is going to appeal to a certain demographic some people are really into that and it's like it's the shock value right like yep. a lot of people are find that really cap or really appealing. Yeah but it's not enough. You have to have the quality behind it to back it up because like for example, you have um like that horror film uh uh the Winnie the Pooh like how they turned Winnie the Pooh into oh. like a horror film, right? I never watched that, I saw a couple of clips and it's it's hyper violent but the quality is shit. Like and there's obviously you can tell by the synopsis, there's no storyline there whatsoever. So it's like just because it's dark and edgy doesn't make it a good quality property right and so i think that you know the quality definitely has to be there and the quality has has definitely fallen by the wayside over the last several years when it comes to mcu which is unfortunate i don't think they necessarily have to go dark per se but i think there has to be as long as they're not pandering to kids which i feel yeah. like they're doing because of the fact that they're associated with disney they're under the disney name
1: i feel and they're being I,
0: held back by the by that yeah, yeah i think that's the i think that's the issue okay or part um, of actually. the issue welcome back chris tarry
1: we, we've missed you uh chris tarry said at least eternal shot for the stars meanwhile echo shot for mediocrity uh interesting, interesting. Uh, i look forward to check uh, i look forward to seeing how uh echo did like echo like both with uh Critics and uh audience—they were pretty even by seventy-five percent. So, like, yes, that's—I wouldn't say that's mediocre, but then again, I haven't watched it, so like, I don't want to say.
0: Okay, in, in comparison to the the previous Marvel shows that we've gotten so far, that's like...
1: a bit above of what some of them were, to be honest. Because like, okay. they were—they al- were always like this with the shows, like uh, audience and uh critics. They were like this all the time. Yeah. This is the first time I've uh, in a while that I've seen like an actual like equivalent but going back to your point so when you were like okay let's use thanos as an example before thanos showed up with josh brolin uh doing his uh stuff we only Mm -hmm. knew him from the comics and in the com and also in the cartoons Mm -hmm. in the comics he was the guy who was like his big thing was to boil it down to one simple thing he was a psychopath who was in who like actively was in love with the personification of death and was therefore killing half the universe, wiping people out, doing all that stuff to basically get death to like him back. What a fuck boy. Exactly. He was a fuckboy. But nonetheless, <laughs> he, he was like a very powerful fuckboy that people had very interesting, like, and I will say that some stories really were messed up and mm-hmm. like interesting. But the MCU took this intergalactic fuck boy and brought him into an eco-terrorist. Mm. And not one person has disliked that modernization, that mm-hmm. extra nuance. That is what MCU hasn't been doing lately. They haven't been taking properties and modernizing, making them relatable, but also making them dark. Like there is not a person, that, I don't know any child who can watch Avengers and be like, oh, mommy, look at look at that guy. He, uh, he looks so cool. No. He's scary, mm-hmm. and like all through Infinity War, we're like, this guy can't be stopped. Yeah, and then and then he showed up in like Endgame, and it's like, yo, he gonna kill everyone again, isn't he? We're not getting that, and mm-hmm. this is fine. You could say that's the ultimate villain, but the tr- like the Russo brothers, the reason why Winter, like, freaking Winter Soldier, made us love the uh, Captain America. Mm-hmm. He became a golden boy after that. Yeah, Civil War gave us like people were debating. Everyone was debating
0: which Civil side War. you're on. Yeah, exactly.
1: what's yeah, exactly. They brought the Russo brothers know how to take comic book characters, bring them into the modern day, and have us talk about it. <laughs> Chris Torres, like you, you might even say he had fenn i don't even know how to say that <laughs> then nuance. then wants mm-hmm. well well done chris um the mcu isn't doing that right now because like they're doing like they're trying to get you to like them they're trying yeah. to get you hyped they're mm-hmm. not giving you characters to love yeah
0: now yeah, with Black Panther two,
1: I will say that they like they took a tragedy and they made it work as best they could. Yeah, and th- and like that like that swung uh, emotional hits. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I'm I'm blanking on the uh on it right now. But like we did get a couple of gems here and there, and Wandavision like we we got some gems there too. Loki, we like I know you haven't seen season two, but season two. Season two kind of started, like made me start to like the MCU again. It's like, okay, no, 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 we still have stories to tell that are interesting. The problem with the MCU, and I think honestly with superhero films right now, is they're trying to get you to like them. They're trying to get you to be all jazzed up. They're not telling. They're not telling you a story. They're not.
0: They're not saying something. Uh Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I I I honestly I I've kind of given up on not superhero properties, but like just you're guarded. Uh, you're hurt. Yeah, like I'm interested in what like James Gunn is gonna do with the DCU. I, I like I'm not I i, I again I'm up the mind of like I I'll believe it when I see it, even on DCU, uh like on the DCU side, like even though James Gunn is attached to all this stuff, I'm just, like can he pull it off in the position that he's in right now? Because before he was just the director and now he's kind of got a lot more creative control, which could be a good thing. I mean, it, yeah. I, I, I'm op- more optimistic about him over there than I, what's happening over on M- at the MCU. But I mean, hopefully they learn their lesson. I want them both to thrive simultaneously because it's always been like MCU. Well, DC hasn't thrived at all. So, like, <laughs> so <I don't> <laughs> the dark night, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. During yeah. The whole, the, yeah. Like th- yeah. that
1: was the golden age of Warner Brothers, and then one hundred. You know, yeah. then then they like drove themselves into a wall.
0: Yeah, but Bat, yo, but, man, like Batman. Yeah. I'm. I'm. It's. It's like Bane breaking Batman's back because it's like he's been carrying the DCU for for years now. He's the only one, and well, and Wonder Woman now, but the first, yeah. the first one. Yes.
1: Oh uh, yeah, so Gale um, Cl- 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 is also saying the DC animation too. I will say DC animation was holding its own. It's kind of it's severely dropped down uh, for me since they but started. They got a new,
0: they, ha- they have a new one coming out, right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's like the Crisis of Infinite Earth. They're doing the adoption for that comic. So
0: I heard that one's okay. I, I has it been released yet? I I heard someone talking about it. They're like, yeah, it's actually not bad, but I don't know oh. if it's out to the. Public. I don't. I I, I
1: know that they have been releasing clips. Mm. First, I don't know. Uh, anyway. Maybe
0: I just made that up. Okay, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, so moving on to our next, to our final topic uh, or discussion topic. So, Tactics and I had a discussion on here, um, I think a couple of weeks ago now, where we said that uh, we want the X Men to be brought into the MCU. Well, let me put that well, given the entire conversation we just had, we want that to be done well. But how would we want to do it? And our discussion was, well, we kind of wanted to like start small and work it work its way up. Now, uh, apparently, uh, and I'm and I'm joking when I say this. Uh, the, uh, a couple of articles, specifically from uh, comic book um, uh, like CBR, uh, a comic book resource. I can't I can't remember what the R stands for, but they released an article uh last week where it was essentially saying uh for the uh, the mcu should in order to get uh, the x-men right for the mcu they need to start with one character and build from there but then they started giving us suggestions of which x-men character it should be and so i figured since they decided to have the discussion and like write an entire article we might as well take back our topic and like talk about it here Mm -hmm. So T, let's say you're uh, you're going to be running uh, the X-Men for the MCU. Which character would you want? Like and like, let's leave out the like the big names. Like let's leave out Wolverine. Let's leave out Professor Xavier. Let's leave out Magneto. They've been done already. Let's even leave out Mag, uh, um, Mystique, which apparently was one too. Which character w- for the first? X Men uh, movie in the MCU. Which character would you want us to focus on for their story? For us to be introduced to the X Men, and like, how, like, why would why have you chosen that character?
0: Avoiding the heavy hitters. Yes. Do you admit it? I mean, here's my thing. Okay. I think they did Cyclops dirty throughout the entire franchise i know he's a heavy hitter but bro he took a back seat the entire franchise and then they, they they killed my man off in the third yeah. movie like they, you, you don't even see his death on screen it's just like he's an afterthought you're like oh yeah he was in that movie <laughs> like so I, I think he deserves i think he deserves a shot like a, a solo film like okay you know what i mean um Cause yeah, that was a super disrespectful. I'm not even a big Cyclops fan, but I felt sorry for boy. I was like, <laughs> like, like, wow, man. Like I, I was team Wolverine all the way, but like they, they gave that man no love. So I think he, he needs a shot of redemption for sure. Um
1: Okay. Just to interject. I will say that your idea does. So in the comic history, people have viewed Scott that way. They're just like, mm-hmm. yo, he, he just there. Like, what's the point? He just shoots things. Like, why is he so built? He should just like be in a wheelchair or something, or be <laughs> or be fat. And also, he's when like, the whole like, he's like the Leonardo of of the X Men. So what happened was in like I think like ten years ago, they started writing Scott to be like this, like not this like upshot anyone. He he's like no, he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, he's an asshole who gets it done. Like, he actually broke away from Xavier and started going like. Working with Magneto and bringing oh, half it. the X Men
0: with him. See, oh, see, that would make for an interesting story. I think. I, I I, about. I, I would, I would be on board with that. Like some contention going on between the X Men, and then you know, his leadership is in question, and then he goes and he like starts the rendezvous with the, with the Brotherhood instead. I think that'd he be hooked, pretty cool. He cheated on Gene
1: Grey with the White Queen. Ooh, okay.
0: So if we make him too much of an telepathically, asshole, telepathically though, it, was in, oh, it telepathic. was in his head. Hey, still cheating. Still, <laughs> it's, it's the, that, that's how it starts, man. It starts in the mind first, then it manifests, man. Um, well,
1: Jean actually, uh, she walked in in his mind on the two of them
0: telepathically doing it. Oh wait, what? Wow. But okay, so. I mean but sometimes a boy has dreams man can you can he really be held accountable I don't know I don't <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I say uh,
1: she was she was in the dream like she went into his mind Yeah and he was like yo what's up girl
0: Oh so he was like doing this consciously it wasn't even a dream Ah uh, okay so like wishful thinking he's out yeah. here just you know okay
1: So so Chris Tari just before you could carry on Chris Tari says uh Jimmy says Cyclops is what Captain America was before the Russo brothers took over
0: Ah, uh, okay, that. yeah. I yeah, see that. that makes sense. That's that's a fair that's a fair analogy. But see, under the right direction, my boy could get re- the, the redemption that he deserves. I don't know if I want him to go full asshole, like full dick, but like but it was interesting because Wolverine and Cyclops were like
1: Wolverine basically stayed true to uh Professor Xavier and basically started teaching kids. He became the new headmaster of the Xavier Institute. Mm-hmm. And Scott was like fighting for a mutant rights
0: see that was okay so th- but that's the thing though it's like if you make him too much of a dick then it's like he might as well have just taken a backseat the entire time because like no one's gonna like this guy it's like i don't want to see any more movies of this guy
1: no but think of it this way remember we had a debate the fact that xavier was too much of a pacifist yeah so scott was in the middle he was between magneto and uh professor xavier he was like no, oh i, I mean, see produced- okay and that's why Magneto was like, "Okay, I'll tone it down, mm-hmm. if and I'll work with you." And Wolverine's like, "You're betraying everything you did after you betrayed your wife," and it's like, and they they had a big fight over it too.
0: Okay, yeah, that I could see that being being interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't think you'd go Cyclops. Yeah, I'd also want to see Gambit though too, but I know Gambit is like he comes much later. Mm-hmm. um uh, his, if you show his storyline from the beginning
1: of his life, actually it would be interesting if like at the end of the of his movie you see him join up with the x- men here's the thing though here's
0: like are the x- men strong enough to carry a movie on their own like individually or do people love the x- men collectively as a group and that's why they are so drawn to them
1: yeah so that that's very similar to the question you posed before which this article then decided to like again i'm joking but they decided to steal and then do a whole like article about like the 10 x-men that the movie should be focused on specifically to then yeah. have the final like, have a avengers movie which is the x-men coming together all together. yeah i will i will say there uh there are they are uh mm-hmm. there's lots of history between them and also if you take the history and like respect the history and also modernize the information. It can be like with, with Cyclops, you could, instead of showing him to be like the, the, the good soldier of professor Xavier, show him to be like, no, oh, but like we should, we should be doing more. And professor Xavier is like, no, 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 man, tone it down. We have to be pacifists. Mm. That would be interesting. That would be an update. Uh, for me personally, I would want a rogue movie or mm. uh, actually, wait, hold on. No. I want, well, a proper rogue movie would be really nice because also you got, like, uh, they say Brie Larson wants out of Captain Marvel anyway. So, like, just have Brie Larson meet up with Rogue and have Rogue, like, take over her power and then you have Rogue, but, like, done well. There you go. But me personally, I would love to see um, a focus on Storm, mm-hmm. like, her life before the X Men. Because mm-hmm. that would be so impressive. You see her from like being viewed as a goddess from Africa, being made into a thief, being found by Xavier and then like kind of like slowly coming to his side and being his like essentially omega level a person. But I also wouldn't mind seeing um to go classic. I wouldn't mind seeing a Iceman movie.
0: Hmm.
1: Because Ice like Iceman has been someone who is Essentially, one of the most powerful people the X Men have, but he is an individual who's an underachiever. Like he, he is almost impossibly able and unable to reach his potential. And that would be, it would be kind of nice to see people uh, like Bobby being uh, those who everyone says you have so much potential, you have so much potential, but he's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm happy being who I am, or. Another way you could be like, he's a guy who, who everyone it doesn't say he how much potential he has, and so therefore he doesn't act on it. And everyone's like, dude, you're
0: wasting it. And he's like, wasting what? What like what did I do? Mm. Yeah, my only thing is like, some I feel like some X Men characters have more like a stronger appeal than others. I, I could I could definitely see a Storm movie or a TV show working um your pitch on Cyclops like, sounds
1: really good though
0: i mean it's not much of a pitch i just i just want the redemption redemption for the dude but um yeah like because but like, again those are like those are some of the heavy hitters minus x or minus ice man excuse me but like what if it's like uh and i'm gonna use an analogy here like like a destiny's child or an NSYNC type of thing where it's like some guys, some, some members can break off and do their own solo thing. But like when the other members go and try to do like a solo album, it's just like, nah, we ain't fucking with that. Like bring back, (laughs) bring back. Bye, 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 bro. Or it's bye, bye, bye to your solo (laughs) career. Cause we don't want to see that shit. Joey.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's poor Joey. Uh, So basically you're saying the, um, start with the x-men as a group and then start doing individuals
0: after that well okay so that's a, that's you have interesting. you have more of a recollection of the animated show than i do how did they initially start the 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 series where like they like uh, i know they had their core jubilee. and then some of them it was jubilee yeah. okay
1: yeah jubilee was like the the introductory and then they killed morph which was like i think like the second or third episode which mm-hmm. uh Clyde was saying like they could have chosen him as a character mm-hmm. um but like yeah so then uh, but then like Jubilee started to become part of the group and then they started doing like group uh stuff fighting off against like uh all the like the uh the and also fighting against Magneto and fighting against the humans and like all that sort of stuff and then they started doing individual storylines
0: got you um yeah i don't know It's just like it's I almost feel like it's it's a bit risky to individualize each character as a movie. Like I'm almost like leaning towards it being like a TV series and then building up to a, a movie. Kind of like okay. what they're doing with The Mandalorian, but just in a better way. <laughs> okay, interesting.
1: I would I would lo- I would kind of I d- <coughs> excuse me. I know you were just like using it as an analogy, but now that I'm thinking about what you said about, like, starting off, like, with a group and, like, doing a Destiny's t- a Child's a sort of thing, it would be interesting if they went group first and then started doing individual after.
0: Yeah. 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 Like, okay, put it this way. What if it's, because, like, this, this seems to be what uh, Matt Reeves is doing, where it's, like, you have the Batman, and then now he's trying to do the Penguin, which we already established in the Batman. Right. And then at at a, at, a, at a point in time, they were trying to do the um, Gotham PD. I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. I, but I, I don't. I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, but the Penguin actually is in. It's like in production, or if that's not, true, right? So, I mean. They could, they. I mean, they could go that route, like just like as you suggested, where it's like you you start them off as you start the movie off with them all together, and then you have individual storylines. Or for the for the members that are, have not yet joined, or are not yet established in the movie, you do a TV series on those characters. So let's say you have the core X-Men movie character uh, – X-Men characters in the movie, and then let's say Gambit is, like, a a member that joins later, but you do a TV series for Gambit, like a six-episode TV series or something like that, and then at the end of the episode, he gets introduced into the following movies.
1: That would be interesting. Almost like creating their own cinematic universe. Actually, not even cinematic universe. Just creating their own – universe yeah. uh kind of the way the way star wars is almost like uh yes. movies and tv and all loosely connected but then can be brought together
0: right exactly for like a big threat so like right. this in itself is its own kind of like the movies will build to a big threat like yeah. on a lower tier level um in comparison to thanos um but as a way of introdu- introducing them to the mcu Okay, so uh, I'm
1: not sure if you remember uh, the card. Oh, okay, so in the comics, they the X Men started off with the original five, and then they mm-hmm. started, and then like the original five got taken over, and then like uh, like got uh, kidnapped, and then like Xavier had to bring in a whole bunch of uh, other people, which became like the more modernized version, and then you had like this a big group of mutants that he split between uh, the gold team and the blue team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean there's no reason why you can't have the first movie being one team. And then the movie is like, like the movies are slowly like adding in more people based off Mm -hmm. them finding their way to the X-Men, which would be like, like it's almost like something people hear about the X-Men, but almost like, like Batman, like he's an urban legend sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Like leading, leading towards that respect where it's like they're being, Guided, but also there are other people trying to get them to join the Brotherhood as
0: well. <laughs> very true, very true. I could see that. I could get behind that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, like, nonetheless, I like. I I'm surprised that, that I still can't believe you went with Cyclops first. Uh, but like Gambit, I I kind of expected you to say Gambit first. But like, okay,
0: okay. You I mean, me. I I always thought Gambit was just like cool as shit Back in the day, so I'm like, yeah, I I definitely want to see a Gambit movie done right. Yeah, he definitely was like given the short end of the stick with the whole X Men universe.
1: Yes, he was. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm going to. Volume back to you for our closing statements.
0: All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, this has been another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. We want to thank you guys once again for tuning in live, or if you choose to watch or listen to us at a later time, we also want to thank you and appreciate it. Um, as always, tell your friends about us, and we will see you guys next week. I'm your boy, Tactics. And this is Big Geek Ubar. Please like, favorite, and subscribe, and live long and prosper, y'all. Damn!